You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Thank you for listening. My name's Charlotte Greenway. This is episode 46 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast, and it's Friday the 22nd of July. In this episode, we'll recap on some of the interviews with connections of runners in tomorrow's King George at Ascot, before hearing what George Bowie makes of his weekend runners, and finishing with a look ahead to Glorious Goodwood next week, where Stradivarius could bring the curtain down on an unbelievable career. Tomorrow's King George is a select yet quality field of six, and all bar one have already won at group one level, and it promises to be a thrilling clash of the ages and sexes. On Tuesday, it was confirmed that James Doyle will partner Mishrif following the split between David Egan and Prince Faisal. He was a fast finishing second in the Corridor Clips behind Vidani last time, and has been there and proven himself around the world at the top level. So I caught up with James on Tuesday morning and asked him how excited he was to pick up a ride like this. Oh, he's, um, you know, I couldn't be more thankful to the connections for putting their trust in, in me, um, choosing me to ride him. I mean, he's an incredible horse, isn't he? What he's achieved um, on his record is just absolutely outstanding. And I thought his run in the Eclipse showed he, he's, he's still right at, at, at the top of his game. And have you had a chance to sit on him at home this week? I'm actually going into Mr. Gosden's tomorrow morning to, to pop on him. So obviously haven't ridden him before, but seen a fair bit of him. And um, yeah, it'll be nice to nice to jump on board before before Saturday. I'm sure you've watched plenty of his replays. He looks like he's a horse that's learnt to relax a lot more now than his earlier days. He looks a little bit of an easier ride than he used to be. Yes, I would probably agree with that. Yes, um, he, he's he seems like a very smooth horse, doesn't he? Through his races, he, he travels um, into his races really well. And I thought, obviously, he was a, a shade unlucky on in the Eclipse, but um, it was an incredible run, really, to to sort of um, get stopped the way he did. And then when he got out, he, he really balanced up and hit the line hard. So, but he looks quite yeah, like I, I would agree with that. He looks quite straightforward now, doesn't he? Probably used to take quite quite a strong hold um, in his younger years, but um, with experience, he certainly look, looks more relaxed. And with regards to Trip, it's a stiff mile and a half at Ascot. Do you think you'll be holding on to him as long as possible to try and stretch out his stamina, or do you think that won't be a problem? Um, well, look, he's run, he's run, you know, decent races at a mile and a half before, hasn't he? Obviously um, won the Shima Classic in, in Dubai over... Um, the mile and a half. Um, he ran second to Adiar, obviously in last year's King George. So I don't, I don't think, I, I don't see the, the sort of trip being too much of a, of a problem. And I think um, obviously we'll have to see which, which only a small select field. So we'll see which ones hold their ground. But I guess um, the pace angling there would probably be uh, Brome. I would think um, he went searching pace at, um, at Ascot in the Hardwick. So um, yeah, I think it, it should be quite straightforward. And there's only six runners, but, I mean, it's a seriously hot affair. The only one that hasn't won a Group 1, of course, is Emily Upjohn, who was very unlucky in the Oaks. What do you make of the opposition? 
Yeah, like you say, small select field. The two three-year-olds, um, Westover, was incredible in 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 Ireland in the Irish Derby. That was a really dominant win, wasn't it? And obviously, we have to give them a fair fair amount of weight. And Emily Yup John's run in the Oaks was pretty pretty solid, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, small select field. And you got the the Arc winner, who's like fourteen to one. You got Pearl Drivers twenty to one. It's it's just shows the, the sort of strength and depth to the small but select field. The market's headed by Irish Derby winning Westover and the form of that race hasn't worked out as of yet but it was the manner of his victory that day that left such an impression and I spoke with Judmont's racing manager Barry Marne first to get an update on how the horse has been since his win at the Curra nearly a month ago. Yeah, I think the Rafe and his team have been happy with the horse. Um, it's not ideal that you know he's he he went from Epsom to Ireland to the King George. Um, you know, it's relatively tight for an elite athlete competing at this level. But uh, Rafe and his team have been happy with him, and they feel he's taken it well. And and uh, I don't think he's done a huge amount of work, but uh, the bit he has done, they've been very happy with it. And the ground, I'm sure, you know, would, they never let it get too quick now, but would you prefer a little bit of rain before then? Ah, look, as long as it's safe, I think we're happy. Um, I don't think we'd want it too too fast. He's a big horse and, you know, I don't think we'd like to, to run him on ground too fast. And I think that's something we'd look at come today, that if it was too quick, we'd have to, to, to look at things. But I'd imagine Ascot do a very good job. They've great ground staff and uh, I'd imagine the ground would be perfect on the day. Then it was confirmed this weekend that Colin Keane will retain the ride. Was that a fairly straightforward decision after the Curra? Yeah, yeah, no, it was, to be fair. Look, I think we, we've, we've sort of formed a bit of a closer alliance with Colin. That, uh, his first retainer is Ger Lyons. Um, but when he's available and, and uh, we, we're able to get his services and he's now ridden two classic winners for us. So uh, we're delighted to be able to, to get him for next Saturday and, or this Saturday. And, Hopefully the partnership can can keep their 100% strike rate. And for these good horses, we always sort of like to plot their targets for the season in our heads. And people have been talking about him as a St. Ledger horse. Do you think that's a realistic option or should he go and win or go close this weekend? Could we see him in something like the Ark? I think Charlotte, he's a very, very versatile horse and I think that's something we're going to see as the season goes on. And I think, you know, St. Ledger, uh, Champion Stakes, Judmont International, Pre de Lark, you know, I think he, he, he has the versatility to perform at a very high level from a mile and two to a mile and six probably. So I think uh, Saturday's race will will pinpoint a little bit closer where we'll go. He's he is going to need a little bit of a break too at some stage. He's on the go since Sandown, which was early the first Derby trial of the year. So um, you know, we'll have to see how Saturday goes first and how he comes out of it and then Rafe will decide whether he wants to give him a break and, and where he wants to go from there. Last season's shock arc hero Torquatasso is possibly the most intriguing runner, as he of course won what was dubbed one of the best arcs of recent years. However, that was on heavy ground, and currently the ground at Asker is good to firm, something which he has never encountered. To find out more, I put a call in to Marcel Weiss's assistant trainer, Julia Rummick, and started by asking what sort of form the horse has been in in the build-up to this. This morning, he worked uh, very, very nice. 
and we had a lot of English people around to see this work and they, um, he, he did an impression work. So we are very confident for the, for the race tomorrow, uh, uh, this weekend. And um, yeah, the, the horse is getting more and more his form from last year. So we're very confident. Yeah, he was a little bit disappointing, wasn't he, first time out and then looked back on track at Hamburg last time. Do you think you've got him somewhere near the form he was before last year's arc? Ah, Torquato Tasso is a special horse. Um, we, it is every year the same. Uh, we cannot get him fit for the first race. That's impossible. He need a first race to wake up uh, in the season and then uh, he progressed with every race he has. And um, this is, um, yes, we are on the way to, to the arc. This, this race now is, is a race on the way to the arc. And we can get him, uh, make him progress with every race um, who comes. He's not at 100% at the moment, but he's on the best way uh, to get his best form back in uh, one or two months. And as you say, it's a struggle to get him fit first time out. Is he quite a lazy horse in his work at home? Um, yes. Um, he's wake up, really, he's waking up uh, after the first first race before it is it's hard to get him fit because, yes, he's a bit, uh, a bit lazy. And um, the other thing is we don't have so many uh, horses with uh, this class and um, with the bad horses or the horses um, uh, uh, with less class, uh, he's always working very easy and we cannot get him really fit. This is uh, this is Tasso, he's like that and, and, and we, we, we have it in our plans. So of course we were a bit disappointed, but we, we were not too much surprised as well. Mm-hmm. And who will ride him this weekend? Um, that will be René Pichulek, uh, the jockey who rides him every time. He, he knows the horse perfectly. He rode him this morning at the gallop as well. And um, never changed a winning team will stay with our jockey. <laughs> and of course, the arc was run on heavy ground. It's, it's due to be mid-30s today near Ascot. They'll be watering. But would good to firm ground worry you for him? No, absolutely not. Uh, first of all, they are the best horses in Europe running this day. So the Escat uh, Racing Club will do everything for having a perfect ground this day. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing, our horse can do every ground. Maybe he prefer, uh, uh, yes, he's a bit better on soft ground, but he can do every ground. He's, he wins even in Hamburg on, on fast ground and last year as well. He doesn't have any problems um, with legs or something else. So he's absolutely independent um, what what the grounds makes. And German runners have a great record in the King George. Novelist was the last one in 2013. What do you make of the British challenge to Aquatitasso is likely to face this Saturday? Yes, I remember what the jockey said to to the... To the racing, to the man from the racing post, he said, um, "We were the third horse winning the Arc de Triomphe, and now we want to be the third one 
to win uh, the King George as well, the third German uh, horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, of course, we, we think that um, this is a dream of every owner, of our owner as well, and of our, our trainer to have a runner in this race. And when we go to, to, to England, then with this horse, he has enough class to, to run with these good horses. The field is made up by the only filly in the race, Emily Upjohn, who is surely due a change in luck after her second in the Epsom Oaks and the bird strike last weekend, which meant she couldn't fly to Ireland for the Irish Oaks. Aidan O'Brien's Hardwick Stakes winner, Broom, and last season's Coronation Cup winner, Pile Driver, who PJ McDonald will partner for the first time. Earlier on the card is the Group 3 Princess Margaret Stakes, where George Bowie sends out his unbeaten two-year-old Philly Kinter, who's been visually very impressive on both starts. And here's George on her chances. Um, Kinter's a, she's a nice filly. She's still very raw, and um, we bought her from the breeze-ups for the Scots, who are big supporters of the yard. And, um, yeah, she's improving, and she's won two, two all-weather maidens. But I think, you know, there was a there was a filly that she beat at Rafe Beckett's that was quite highly thought of at Kenton last time and um, she was one of my picks of the yearling sales so whether I'm right or not I don't know but she did it in quite good fashion and William sits on some nice horses and, and was pretty high on her so um, yeah look it's a big step up we're, we're stepping from novice company into group company and I haven't had her a huge amount of time so we're still finding our way with her but her work's been good and I hope she goes there with, a, with an each way chance really. I don't have declarations for for other races in front of me. Do you run um, Oscula in the Valiant or Romantic Rival? Yeah, Oscula will be declared. Um, actually, just looking at her, turned out in her pen as we speak. She's um, does she does she know you're awesome. does she know you're talking about her? Probably, I do quite a lot of talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, she spent a lot of time in France last year, and actually. You know, she took her racing incredibly well, and and I think the fact that we're, you know, she's she's remained in England so far has has meant that we've been been able to keep her even busier. And she's a, you know, she's a flag bearer for Nick Bradley and and his owners, and she was a cheap purchase. And I did have my doubts whether she'd go on again this year. We we took her to the well a few times, and um, she's a listed winner already this year. And and hopefully, you know, she'll get an entry in the oak tree at Goodwood as well. And um, we'll see. She she takes the racing incredibly well. Um, well, uh, we'll come to Goodwood in just a second. Uh, I just want to mention the international air to air lining up and any others. Yeah, air to air will go there. Um, if the park doesn't run, he'll go okay. to the Stewards Cup at Goodwood. But yeah, I think air to air was he was favourite for the Britannia last year, and he pulled a shoe off jumping out the stalls. It was very fast ground that day, and he wouldn't be a he wouldn't be the toughest, and he ran a very good race you know, behind a, you know, and obviously what's a great race every year, and it was no exception that year. And um, Ross Ryan will ride, and um, he goes there with a good chance. His his work's been his work's been pretty good. Do you, I mean he obviously gets a mile? So is it is he a sort of you know a, a seven furlong slash miler? Do you think, or, or or might seven actually be his best trip? Well, I I think. He's pretty versatile, seven or a mile, and it's my plan. He, he had a bit of a setback last year in the racing league, and um, the plan was to try and get him back for the Hunt Cup, and we didn't have enough time to get a run in to get his mark up. But I think a strongly run seven at Ascot, stiff track, is 
you know, it's like a it's like a flat mile. So, um, yeah, look, he was impressive the other day, and, and I hope he can um, continue to improve. He's from a late maturing family, air pilots in the second dam, and um, Lady Cobham didn't really race him until he was four or five, and he re- he ran for another five years after that. So he's a horse who I hope we'll have for a while. Of course, next week we have Glorious Goodwood to look forward to and probably the most popular horse in training on show in Stradivarius. However, it won't be the usual combination of Stradivarius and Frankie Dottori. As owner Bjorn Nielsen revealed this week that Andrea Razzani will be aboard and he told Top Stanley on Wednesday's podcast that this has been a mutual decision with Frankie after the Ascot Gold Cup. Flora Gibbs, who is currently on the British Horse Racing Development Scheme, caught up with Bjorn's daughter Lizzie earlier today and asked her what she made of this decision. Oh, God. Um, well, I actually, I tend to keep out of these types of decisions as it's between my dad and, and the trainer and the jockey. But um, Andrea has ridden Stradivarius three times and has won the Goodwood Cup twice as well as the Queen's Vase. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for for the upcoming race. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, as you've just mentioned there, it's not a completely new partnership. Uh, Andrea is familiar with Strad. Uh, as you said, they've won this particular race twice before in, in 2017 and 2018. So how confident are you then that this partnership can win? And what would that mean to you, especially as this is Strad's bid to win a historic fifth Goodwood Cup? Uh, well, for me, you know, every win for the horse is huge and historic, of course. Yeah. So for him to win another Goodwood Cup would be just another dream come true. And it will be a defining moment in, in Strad's long-standing career. And for your family as as owners of the horse, uh, if Strad does win with Andrea on board as opposed to Frankie, will it make a difference? No, I mean, definitely not. I'd, I'd be happy no matter who rode the horse, as it will be, you know, it will be special no matter what. So mm-hmm. for me, it's it's it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a horse that has touched so many people in and out of the sport he's a pleasure to watch i've always enjoyed every race that he's running uh you know he's like roger federer of the tennis world he's like mick jagger of the music scene schumacher formula one and you know the attitude uh, we've all seen you know like ronaldo of the football world uh, so with that in mind what has strad meant to you and what do you think he's meant for racing well, with that said, um, I think he's bigger than all those stars, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's been an icon and, mm. you know, a horse the general public can get behind. Uh, it's amazing, his following, and we're very proud of the horse and for what he's done for the great sport of horse racing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been truly amazing. Yeah, he's an absolute star. Well, Lizzie, I wish you and your family and the whole Strad team the best of luck next week. Massive good luck to you all. And thanks so much Thank for, for chatting so to me. Thank you so much. Thank you to Flora for sharing this with us. And I'll be keeping my fingers crossed that Stradivarius can bow out on a high next week. 
So Nick will be back on the podcast from Monday with the fallout from the King George and the build-up to Glorious Goodwood. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.